That might well, this could be it. One. He turns. Comes back for the second. Can he get his 100? And he does, Bryce Street. Wonderfully played, Bryce Street. Brings up his 100. The kids are happy. The Bulls are happy. And the Bryce Street is happy. Yeah, good on him. Well played, Bryce Street. A very warm welcome to the Cricket Library Weekly. My name is Matt Ellis. And joining me, as always, Robbie McKinlay. A very warm welcome to you. Warm well, welcome back to you, Matty. And, you know, I'm gonna, I don't know if it's me, but the last week since the last podcast, just feels like we've been a bit lighter on with cricket content. Because in what has been just an action-packed last probably six months, just as a little bit of a hiatus here for a, a tick. We know we've got the New Zealand uh, series with the um, with the girls over there about to start. Shield cricket is about to warm in. We had a little bit of rain around. WNTL's getting to the business end of the season. Oh, is it me, Matt, or is it... Yeah, I just feel like we just haven't had as much to look at during the week. Oh, I've been busy on uh, Josh Layla's uh, Twitch TV account, Morton Sunday. Oh, of course. Watching him uh, okay. and... Uh, the leading wicket taker in the Marsh Sheffield Shield competition uh, do battle of a different kind. Uh, that's uh, been okay. that's been really interesting. Uh, but uh, for those not aware, Josh Layla uh, was on the program last week, so you'll need to go back and listen to that if you want to find out more about that. But Robbie on the show tonight, Mad Fiction's back with a haiku poem. Uh, we've got Sheffield Shield, as you mentioned. No official mailbag this week as far as I'm aware, but there is something Mm. coming up there as well. But let's kick it off, Robbie, with the WNCL. We've got a couple of games we need to review. One of our loyal listeners, Dylan, was there on hand at the WACA, and I'd say probably be a little bit flat. It was good cricket, really good cricket, Mm. and you have to be happy about that. But the results just not going the way of the Western Australian women this season, it's it's been a tough campaign. Six games, mm. six losses so far, and it was yeah. Madeline Penner from the ACT Meteors that did the damage in that first game, that day-night fixture. 118 not out off 100 balls, 17 fours and one six, if you don't mind, and a little cameo at the end, Nicola Hancock. She's a very handy cricketer as well, 48 not out from 30. And that included three fours and three sixes as well. Not to mention Aaron Osborne, 42 in there as well. Uh, But with the ball, Emma King, three for 26 for WA. But WA all out 211. Chloe Paparo, hasn't she been a rock at the top of the order? She plays well off the back foot, doesn't she, Paparo? Just a really, uh, a pocket dynamo, I Yep, I think I would describe her. But top scoring again, a bit of a lone hand, and Western Australia falling short in that one. Three wickets for Osborne, two wickets for Hancock. Not the way WA mm. would have liked that one to go, and then it got well, worse. It got worse, Robbie. Well, Maddie, just back on that game against ACT, you, you spoke about Nicola Hancock's innings and Maddie Penner. Mm. You know. In the 38th over, the sixth wicket was taken. They were six for 150, game in the balance. And then they've added 125 of just over the last 12 overs. That is sensational run rate yeah. from Penner and Hancock. So, 
you know, the, uh, Nicol Hancock hit three kicks. So that game was in the balance, but WA, they just could not knock over that lower order because they have got a good bowling attack. And, and it was a similar story, unfortunately, Matty against the Sacker because once again, we saw another Centurion against the, um, the uh, Sandgropers. Yeah, it, it was Bridget Patterson. Now, we both have got pretty big raps on Bridget Patterson, a, another very accomplished batter. Probably flies under the radar a little bit. We're yes. just saying that the WBBL, very impressive. Courtney Webb, 51 as well. And Samantha Betts, 19 not out. Now, Samantha Betts is an interesting story. She she got her first cricket bat, I do believe, at the local tip in Tibberborough in far west New South Wales. Her and her dad were at the tip and she wow. she spotted a cricket bat there and started playing. I think she, she did her education in Broken Hill and then uh, moved, yep. to, moved to South Australia and part of the cricket pathway there. But Tibberborough, a fairly remote uh, part. Where is it, Matt? For, it, our, it, for it, our listeners, where is it? It's north of Broken Hill. So Broken Hill in far west New wow. South Wales, probably the most western town uh, in New South Wales. And then you go north, maybe 100, 150 k's and, and you'd find Tipperborough there. And um, Population? Oh, population. I, I don't actually know. That would be something we'll have to ask Matt Fiction to look up for us. But, um, yep. but yeah, a, a relatively small town in, in the scheme of things. But great to see someone like Samantha Betts uh, make it into the WNCL. Uh, 19 not out there for her. Uh, with the ball, Nicole Bolton, three for 33. Our girl, Piper Cleary, one for 48. And two wickets to Tennille Pichel, uh as well. And then uh, WA all out, 181. Uh, 49 for Amy Edgar. She's part of the uh, Central West cartel. And uh, Tennille Pichel, uh 24 not out. Three wickets for Brooke Harris, two wickets for Eliza Doddridge, and wickets shared evenly amongst the rest. Well, Maddie, I've just um, quickly had a look at uh, Tibberborough for you. Yeah. And it's um, in the 2016 census, it's showing 134. And you're right, it's um, 335k north of Broken Hill. Oh, it's 335 k's north. Yeah, you just set up the road, basically. Like, yeah, well, I know you do a lot of travelling. and Well, they but, have um, actually redone the road uh, from Broken Hill to Tipperborough recently. It looks absolutely pristine. So now is the yeah. time to go to Tipperborough if, if you're that way inclined. Get out there and check it out. Well, 1,200 k's in Sydney. It's most frequently visited by tourists on their way to the Sturt National Park or on the way to or from... Uh, in Amica, in South Australia, or Birdville. So there you go. There you go. Put it on your bucket yeah. list, folks. That's yeah, our, 134 that's a... people. I reckon. Do, do, do you reckon there's been an increase in that population from five years ago, or a decrease? Oh, I'd say it'd be fairly stable. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yep. that's my gut feeling. But I tell you well, what. Hey. I Matt, t- yeah. they've, lost, they've lost a cricketer and a bat anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I, t- <laughs> I tell you what, if you are listening in Tipperborough, please drop us a line uh, via, Love to hear from you. via the social media channels or uh, Matt's mailbag, and we'll give the address for that a little bit later in the program so we can keep you listening. Um, now, let's let's have a look at what's coming up in the WNCL, Robbie. I, I understand you have had 
your uh, notebook out and you've been doing all of the maths, can you yep. give us some sort of clue as what needs to happen? Let's. How about we just have a quick look at the ladder and then we can try and work out what's that's a good idea. What, what we need to see happen for the finalists. We know Victoria at the moment are sitting pretty, uh, for want of a yep. better term. They they are. They are home and hosed, so to speak, and, and you'd expect them to maintain that top spot on the ladder. They're on 26.5 points. Now, yep. the interesting thing is Tasmania are in second. They're on 19, but they've played one more game uh, than the other contenders at this stage. New South Wales on 17 points, Queensland 16, South Australia mm. 13. Realistically, they're, well, and I think mathematically, they're the only uh, five teams that can feature. So, yeah, uh, it's the, the interesting Tasmania have got one game left. Now, even if they win that, they get four points, they'd go to 23 points. Yeah. So, so they get a bonus point. Let's say they go to 24 points. Yeah. New South Wales then would be seven points behind them. But if New South Wales won both their games, they'd jump over the top. And Queensland could do the same. The New South Wales to get top spot, it could happen, Matt, but we'd have to have Western Australia, who haven't won a game all year, to beat Victoria, who haven't lost a game all year. Oh, gee. Now, that would leave Victoria on 26.5. New South Wales would then have to beat Queensland twice and gain a bonus point on both occasions, and they would finish half a point ahead of Victoria on top. So oh, gee. a lot's got to happen. Matt. I, I think we can almost declare Victoria will host at the Junction Oval. Yeah. yeah. Notwithstanding not any further slow over yep. penalties, etc. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's, you know, I think it's just there. Oh, oh, look, wouldn't you not be nice to see Tazzy get there? But there was people who were questioning, is was the dynasty over for the New South Wales Breakers? And I was a bit half, you know, I was a bit, Leaning, I wasn't sure. You were pretty confident they were going to fight back. They have. Yeah. But um, they could still well just, you know, really, you know, stick it to those people who thought they might have been gone. Well, we do we do have some divided loyalties, don't we, Robbie? Because Rachel Priest, a friend of the Cricket Library oh, Weekly. Yeah. Uh, Down Tassie. Tassie, vice-captain. And then, of course, we, we've got blue blood running through our veins. So yep. we, we'd very much like to see Sammy Joe Johnson, the newly appointed skipper of the Breakers, lead New South Wales to a couple of bonus point wins over her old mm. state, Queensland. That, that'd that be nice to see. Um, but, that'd make it interesting. But uh, Queensland, Queensland have been playing some very good cricket, but they will be without Beth Mooney. Mind you, they were without Beth Mooney uh, for a couple of games uh, yeah. a week or so ago. Uh, and Jess Jonathan dropping out of the side there as well. But New South Wales, they're without their, well, their star opening batter, Rachel Haynes. Uh, first player picked in, in in any team I would any select. Team. Any, any team. team. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a team that I wouldn't have her selected in, Rachel Haynes. Well, and then no. Ash Gardner, uh, it's Hannah Darlington's gone out of there as well. Elisa Healy, 
it's yeah. it's a few few little gaps to plug there for a young New South Wales side. But I I don't think the dynasty's over yet, Robbie. The only no. thing that I have concerns about is I'm getting some intel out of Sydney that the weather down there is not looking mm. favourable. My my sources down there telling me that there could be a bit of weather around, so that could make yeah. things even more interesting. Exactly right, and that would mean if Tasmania could somehow conjure up a victory in their last game, um, and I think they play South Australia. They do. They do. That's on the. That's in two days' time. So keep an eye on that one. If Tassie lose that, they are. I think they're in all sorts of trouble because of what Tassie lose that game to the Sacker. New South Wales get a washout. They will then go. I'll share points. They'll go equal with Tassie. Yeah. And New South Wales got one to go. Queensland will be one point behind them. And that means when those two teams then play the second time around, the winner of that game would progress. So I think Tassie and a bit of bother. Well, I'm I, I'm going to come out here right now, Robbie, and I'm going to say well, come on. that I'm going to boldly proclaim that Tassie will overcome South Australia. Right. And then it will be up to either New South Wales or Queensland winning both of their games. Correct. Correct. That's right. So right. I'm... I'm sticking. I'm sticking with New South Wales because that's my team. But if New South Wales can't get there, I I really would love to see Tassie sneak in. That's that's okay. my that's my lead. Got a little bit each way there, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I, right. If there's a fence anywhere nearby, Robbie, you can find me there. Uh, pretty much twenty. You can 20, find a picket. 24 hours a day. Well, uh, Robbie, I reckon now what we Mm -hmm. need to do is uh, we've got a haiku poem celebrating celebrating the work of uh, Madeline Penner. Now, this one... Now, this one has featured on the cricketlibrary.com website that's getting a mountain of traffic at the moment. It's... I'm surprised that uh, the Cricket Library server is able to keep up with all the um all the clicks and downloads from here but um we'll just have a little pause and then matt, right. matt fiction uh will have the goods for us so let's have a listen to that after this <laughs> Dispatching them to all parts. Player on the rise. Oh, yes, indeed. Player on the rise. Does does Matt Fiction sleep? Well, Matt Ellis, tell me, please tell me that he didn't do that before Matty Penner turned up. Surely not. Now, we should mention, actually, I reckon one of our listeners, Sam from Sydney, might be able to pass that little haiku poem on to uh, Matty Penner. Oh, yes. I know who, yes, the club captain. The club captain down at the Bankstown Sports Women's Team. She would have had a lot of input into Maddie Penner's career, and I dare say, I dare say she'd be celebrating that ton as really? well. 
The Southern yeah, Cross. Well uh, we should mention Southern Cross Cricket. That they, they don't pay any money to the Cricket Library weekly, but not uh, yet. Not, no, not yet. Uh, please get in <laughs> touch uh, via Daniel Sams if you if you need to talk to us. But um, Southern Cross Cricket bat raised from the centre of the ground uh, from Madeline Penner. There, uh, good to see an Australian cricket bat company. Uh, on display and having players churning Absolutely. out the runs like that. So good result there. Now, uh, speaking of good results, uh, the Marsh One Day Cup, Robbie, my brother's favourite domestic competition, but it's probably his favourite form of cricket, the 50-over Marsh One Day Cup. Uh, we had a couple of games. Unfortunately, New South Wales VWA was abandoned. Uh, but yeah. let's let's go back and have a look. Uh, last week, it was the Tasmanians up against the Redbacks, and wasn't that a quick game? Oh, oh no, Fraser, Fraser Middleton, oh. one of our um, one of our loyal listeners from Glasgow, was busy eating his Cadbury chocolates. Uh, not long after that game had started and it had pretty much finished 17.3 overs for Tasmania to yeah. chase down the winning runs. And Riley Meredith was the player of the match. He just, he just ripped through him, didn't he? Riley Meredith two for 22. It's a shame. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. There's not someone else here to, to read out that scorecard. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jackson bird, unfortunately for him, he was two for 21. Um, oh, nearly the double. Nearly the double. And Jared Freeman, two for 17. So there's a couple of players there that wouldn't that be a good triple if there was. Well, Dan, Dan Worrell got none for 22. Okay. And, and t- Peter Hadzoglu got none for 23. So he nearly got in on the act as well. But, Matty, I think I can't get over with that. Mm. It's the score. That's at the Junction Oval, the City Power oh, Centre. No. Where there's the. Um, Elise Falani's been making runs for fun there all year. I, that is that would have to be one of the lowest scores at the Junction Oval I can think of. Yeah, one hundred and four. That's never going to be enough. No, no, not with not with Tom Andrews, nine yeah. overs, three for twenty nine. That's yeah, that that's uh, that's uh, disappointing there. Oh, well, well, Tom, Tom Weverall, yeah, North, first ball of run out. Ah, oh, disappointing stuff. And then the Aussie captain, TD Payne, 54. Caleb Jewell, he's had a pretty good run of form lately, 43 not out from 37. And Jakey Doran just coming in, doing the old four run off one ball scenario. He's striking Matty, have a look at that batting order. Have a look at that. Harry Nielsen coming off a shield ton. Yeah. Jake Weverald, Travis Head, Alex Carey, Callum Ferguson, Jake Lehman, Cam Valenti. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Funny yeah. old game. Can happen. Can happen in games oh, yeah. of cricket. It's yeah. no, the nat- yeah. nature of the beast. Uh, yeah. But then in, in that other game, Queensland with the Duckworth-Lewis method winning by 93 runs, WA yeah. all out 143, Queensland 9 for 264. Jack Wildermuth, player of the match in that one. Um, Queensland batting first. Jack Wildermuth, that man we just mentioned, 66 from 66. Uh, Joey Burns, some runs, 47 for him. Jimmy Pearson, 30-odd. And four wickets for Joel Paris. Good to see Joel Paris back bowling, actually. I'm a big fan of Joel Paris. 
uh, with the white ball and yep. four wickets for him. Matt Kelly, two wickets and WA all out one, four, three. Oh. Sam Whiteman, a half ton, 52 for him. And Nick Hobson, haven't seen a lot of Nick Hobson, 36. No. Uh, Aaron Hardy, 22. And in the bowling department, Matt Kuhneman, three wickets. But our man, is he Your our boy. man or is he my... Uh, you've got to take fair stake of this one, Michael Nisa. MG Nisa, six overs, three yeah. maidens, three for ten. He... Yep. Oh, he was incredible. Really love his work at the moment and... Uh, Queensland are going to be beneficiaries of of him being around at the back end of the season. So, and three good early wickets, Matty. Like he's knocked over Bancroft once and none. Cam Green, who's been in great form, oh. two for four, and then Josh Inglis, three for six. All of a sudden, in the fifth over, you don't recover from there. They were four for twenty eight when Hilton Cartwright went out. So, yeah, no, fantastic performance there from uh, your boy Michael Nisa. And coming up, Robbie, we've got Tassie v New South Wales. Now, that one on the 18th of March. 20th of March, we've got the Bulls and the Vicks. And 23 March, it's WA v Victoria as well. So, Victoria, a couple of games in succession there in as we get towards the business end of the season. And it's New South Wales v Tasmania. That is a top-of-the-table clash. That'll be a real barn burner, that one, Matty. Um, oh, won't it? What? That'll be a... Down at Blunston Arena. Absolute beauty. So looking... That's while holding a nice advantage of the run rate. But just looking at early days there, Matt, if, I think the winner of that game will almost take... They're going to be very hard to not miss a spot in the final. Queensland are only one point behind them. But they, and we've only played the two games. So um, they, I won't, wouldn't rule them out, but GWA of South Australia, they haven't... They get a wriggle on, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I think WA still well and truly there. <laughs> they, they, they've had that the disadvantage of the no result. Uh, yeah, as have New South Wales to be fair as well. But South Australia three played three lost. Victoria two played two lost. Uh, they'll be having to get themselves back in business, as they say. Yeah. Uh, and Robbie, we'll get ourselves back in business as well in just a moment. We might just sneak in a little. I'll just sneak in a little promo now, and then uh, when we come back, um, how about we talk some Sheffield Shield? Yeah, get into the Shield, eh? Hi, this is Renee Farrell, and you are listening to the Cricket Library Weekly with Robbie McKinlay and Matty Ellis. Make sure you subscribe today on your favourite podcast provider. We are back on the Cricket Library Weekly and Robbie McKinlay, time for us to talk Sheffield Shield. And unfortunately, the rain won't go away in Queensland. Marcus Harris has brought up a ton, but that game, can we say fizzling out? Mm, Petering out, isn't it? Fizzling out, drizzling, drizzling out. Yeah, it's just one one of those situations, isn't it? There's, I think there's... Uh, just the one day to play, and uh, Victoria, seven for 219. Marcus Harris, 113 not out. A magnificent display from him, uh, but hard to see a lot more coming out of the game, and I'm not sure what the forecast is up there in Brisbane, but, um, yeah. I, I well, Matty, it, it, it could leave an unusual situation, Victoria, where they've played six games, have not lost a match but have only won one game. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, and it, it could be their fifth draw, one win and five draws. So it's probably not doing their chances great because New South Wales and Queensland are a little bit runaway leaders there at the moment, both on 28 points. So it's going to leave the VIX sort of that game in a bit behind probably. But anyway, they're good enough to make that up. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Oh, they're a magnificent team on yeah. paper, Victoria. Uh, and they've had the wood over New South Wales uh, oh, for quite a long yeah. time. But uh, the big game coming up uh, starting on the 20th of March, so depending on when you're listening to this, that's pretty soon, um, Tassie v New South Wales. And, and New South Wales are arresting a couple of players. So no David Warner, no Josh Hazelwood, no Moses Enriquez. Uh, and that means Liam Hatcher, Matthew Jilks and Lachlan Hearn. Now, Lachlan mm. Hearn, Robbie, um, bit of just side note trivia, born the same day as one of his favourite players. Who would that be? Ricky Thomas Ponting. Oh, <laughs> Ponting. Yeah, and just for there those um, and for those that are fans of the Cricket Library uh, podcast, they would know as well uh, that the 19th of December, not only Ricky Ponting's birthday but also happens to be the same date that Daniel Sams made his yeah. Big Bash debut. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? So, you dug that one up. Yeah, so um, Lachlan Hearn um, in that squad of 14. So we don't know whether he'll uh, make his debut or not, but uh, Daniel Hughes coming back as well after having a shoulder complaint. And... Um, Pretty good looking squad for New South Wales. Should be a should be a cracking contest this one against Tasmania, who need to get a bit of a wriggle on in the competition. Is that is that the right way to put it, Robbie? Yeah, good way to put it, Matty. Um, they probably need to almost register a win because <laughs> they haven't they haven't had one yet. <laughs> they have got six games oh. and they've had three draws and three losses. There's been a lot of draws in Shield cricket this year. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, and Tassie on 12 points. So the same amount of games New South Wales, but a long way behind them. So, yeah, good way to put it. That's probably an urgent wriggle on would be yeah. better, more apt. Yeah, so that, that, that one coming up. And then uh, we'll talk about the other ones next week as well because the, the Bulls play South Australia. But Yeah, we'll be into that game, won't we? Yeah, we'll be into that game next time we catch up, provided provided we only have a seven-day or less gap between our well, weekly that's show. Right. Which and, some, sometimes doesn't always well, happen. And Matt, we should have a we'll have a result from the Tassie and New South Wales game. So yeah, that'll be we will. Quite good. Then the then we're sort of getting into the, oh, well, that does go to the middle of March this year, the Shield final. So it's um in fact I'm just going to check on that, Matt. I think we'll find the Shield final fifteenth of April is scheduled fifteenth of April. Yeah. So a game in early April around Easter. We're up at North Dalton Park in Wollongong, which is fantastic oh, I, for them. I wonder if Paul from Dapto, former uh, contributor to Matt's Mailbag, will make an appearance at that one down at North Dalton Park, Wollongong. Oh, Dapto's not far from there. Sure. Dapto's, I don't know, probably maybe a 25-minute drive. Yeah. yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah. So, no, great, beautiful part of the world. North, and a great facility, North Dalton Park. It's got a, um, a Kaikuya. Uh, outfield, Matt. Okay. So, yeah, which you often see in a lot of the country ones, but it's quite a firm one. So, it's, most of the grounds around Australia have that Cooch outfield, but yeah, it's a Kaikuya one. Grows very nicely on the coast there. Not too far from um, the nice beaches north of Wollongong yeah. as well. 
Yeah, I've played a little bit of cricket down that way. It's a very nice part of the world. Well, Robbie, um, just a little quick section on on the shield. Let's just have a quick look at the uh, top wicket takers and top run scorers, shall we? Why not? Yeah, so uh, in the batting stakes, no, no prizes for guessing here that Cameron Green... 817 runs at an average of 102.12, if you don't mind. Jeez. Three centuries to his name. He's he's on top of the top of the ladder there. But only 16 runs behind him. Travis Head. Hasn't he had a yes. resurgence? Uh 801 runs, high score 223, uh, nice tidy average of 72.81. Uh, Moses Enriquez, he won't be able to add to his tally, uh, having a bit of a rest, but a well-earned rest. Third on the run scorers list, 633 at 70.33. And MS Harris just adding on to his tally, uh, 629 at 78.62. And Sean Marsh, 626 at 69.55. They're the top five batters in the Sheffield Shield at the moment. Then with the ball, the GOAT. Sitting on top, 28 wickets at 26.53. They don't call him the GOAT uh, for nothing. Uh, Boland, Scotty Boland, second on the list there, 24 wickets at 19.91. He's been very impressive for Victoria. Mitch Swepson, who's recovering from an injury at the moment, uh, a neck injury. I was was devastated when I heard that news because I, I was really feeling like Mitch Swepson was ready to take the next step. And yeah, I, st- I still yeah. think he can, um, and he's got 23 wickets at 21.17, but unlikely to see him uh, anytime soon. Jackson Bird, 22 wickets at 26.81. Uh, that rounds out the top four. And then Sean Abbott. Now, I didn't mention Sean Abbott in the batting, but he's fifth on the bowling, 17 wickets at 31.11, and he is sixth on the batting. Yeah, five hundred and twenty-five yeah. runs at seventy-five. So Sean Abbott is having a stellar season for New South Wales, and a very good contributor to their success so far this season. I should mention as well, uh, if if you'll allow me, Nathan Ellis seventeen wickets as well, equal fifth, oh, okay. e- equal fifth yep. on the wickets. Just on that, mate, quite interesting this year and. I think this is probably the highest it's been for a while, but I think we've had five double centuries this year in Shield cricket. Yeah, there's been a lot of them, hasn't there? Mm. Yeah, Cam Um, Green, Travis Head, uh, Marcus Harris, Pekofsky. And Will Pekofsky too. Yeah, of course, yeah. Will Will, Will Pekofsky's still averaging just a tick under 250 in the Shield this season. Matt, just... I just want to wind down the list a bit here. Uh, your boy, Bright Street. Um, yes. This took 286 runs this year, because of century. Just looking over those strike rates, Matt, uh, 31.08. Yeah. And just scaling down through that list, that is the lowest strike rate um, in the comp. Can, so, uh, hang on this, a minute. It's shut. Can, can we can we just look at these numbers slightly differently and yep. can, can I just confirm to everyone in terms of most balls faced in Sheffield Shield ah. this season, he's ninth. 
So he's okay. in, he's in the top ten for Ball's face. So the job he's doing mm. at the top of the order for Queensland, invaluable. There yeah. you go, invaluable contributions from B E Street. So that's it's it's interesting look at it, isn't it? You can certainly look at it from different angles. Oh, uh, I, that's it. And look, look he's, he's outside the top twenty run scores yet. He's faced the ninth most ball. I just think it's a part of the game that um he just got to progress a little bit further than that. Yeah, just, and, yeah. And I've said I've said that he definitely will, but y- you need yeah. to have a look at the runs that are getting scored at the other end. Oh, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Um, look, as long as he's turning that strike over, Matt, I'm I'm not too disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's. He, All right, well. I we we occasionally have differences of opinion here on the Cricket Library Weekly, and this might just we, be... We a, sort of pick it apart, don't we? We try to pick apart interesting stats, and that's yeah. just one that caught my eye. Well, so. it, let's. I dare say this will be an ongoing conversation throughout let's the summer. Let's move on. Yeah. But well done, BE Street, uh, making the yeah. top 10 for most balls face so far this summer. That's, that's a list that I personally... Um, would be very proud to be on if 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 I'd achieved yep. that. So oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, but Robbie, let's um let's move on now and have a quick break and then come back and see if there's anything in the mailbag. Beautiful. Astute judges around the world are telling me that when it comes to cricket websites, the cricketlibrary.com is one of the most unique offerings on the internet. Join their growing community of followers on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to see what the fuss is about. Ah, thecricketlibrary.com, Robbie. That'd be a website that you'd be frequenting on a daily basis. I do, I do. (laughs) Because you never know when a fresh haiku poem might land its way onto the front page there either, so... Uh, thank uh, you. That's a very kind endorsement. I'm not sure who that actually is. I they, can't pick him. No, he didn't actually tag it, so I'm not sure. Might have to, might have to ask the guys down at the library. It might just be, um, might just be one of our librarians has has given that endorsement. So uh, we'll we'll try and track down who that actually <laughs> is. Um, hey, Matt, you just, just on the library, the boys in the library have just given me a stat here. Through, just going back to, uh, we spoke about Tibbaburra earlier in the, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the um, episode. It is the hottest town in New South Wales. And the name Tibbaburra means heaps of rocks. Heaps of rocks. Yep, heaps of rocks. But that's got a cricket connotation with it, hasn't it? It does. It yeah, does. That's a heavy rock or a good rock. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it now. The hottest part of town. There you go. What? While we wait for the mail to come from Tibbaburra, because I'm sure it's going to start flooding in uh, at any stage now. We don't have an official Matt's mailbag question, but given the fact that it was a special week where we celebrated uh, the importance of of women in our community uh, or in our lives and in our society last week, I thought it would be nice, Robbie, uh, if we share a little bit about uh, some of the awards that were won last week. Uh, and you've got a, a little bit of info on some of those. Yeah, so this is a really good – the Her Sport, Her Way champion. So these are from um, Sport New South Wales Awards. And 
were just the lives of everyone at Cricket New South Wales. But Claire Polisak um, was named the winner of the the, the Champion Award. Um, ICC umpire, female umpire engagement coordinator for Cricket New South Wales. Very impressive. Um, she said Claire has cemented her reputation as a top class umpire. Appointed the umpires ICC Women's T20 World Cup semi final. Umpired the Women's Big Bash League final. Um, she's the third umpire in the Men's Big Bash League. Uh, appointed the umpire panel for ICC Women's T20 World Cup. Absolutely amazing. Does some great work in growing um, participation amongst umpires in New South Wales. Um, yeah, just a, a, a quality person. Um, yeah, very, very fortunate to have her working at Cricket New South Wales, but also just having what she does in the community. So well done to Claire. A great recognition for that. And, and the last time I caught up with Claire was actually in Broken Hill. Oh, there you go. So I yeah. should have, yep. we, we should have uh, ducked up to Tibberborough while we were there. Oh, yeah. Maybe next time, Claire. But, yeah, well Maybe done. Maybe next time, Claire. Well done, Claire. Uh, wonderful contributions. I know uh, in the far west of New South Wales, she's done a lot of work with um, – workshops, upskilling uh, local umpires or mums and dads and other people that are involved in umpiring junior cricket games and does a, a really good presentation uh, and very engaging, the content she presents there, plus all of her obvious uh, professional achievements as an umpire as well. So well done, Claire yeah. Polisak. And, Matty, so that was um, now the local champion. This was a great one too because this we've sort of gone very rural here, but this one's out in um, Gold Goal Workers Cricket Club. Uh, Natasha Anstey. Um, now this one is for the local champion. It recognises a woman involved at a club or a community level, for their contribution and commitment to increasing opportunities for women and girls during that calendar year. And I can tell you, knowing Natasha Anstey, that she certainly does that well. So. Well done to Tash. He's, uh, anyone who doesn't know where Goal Goal is, it's very close to uh, Wentworth, Mildura, in the beautiful Sun Raysia part of the world on the Murray River in the most southwest part of New South Wales. And I'm fairly certain, now I've played cricket at Goal Goal, uh, and I'm fairly yeah. certain the cricket oval there is the exact dimensions of the MCG. Correct. It is, Matt. Oh, About there you go. Yeah. Yes, and it is, and they're very proud to tell you that. It's did, exactly that. Did you get your trundle wheel out and check? I didn't have a trundle wheel with me to, to check the dimensions, but I was I, I was loving the fact that I was playing on a ground the size of the MCG. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was dismissed too, too cheaply to see how far away the boundaries were. But uh, <laughs> uh, Enjoyed the walk. Yeah, I enjoyed the walk, and I, I, I thought it might have helped my bowling as well, but... Um, that, that's a story for another day. But, uh, yeah, goal, goal, beautiful part of, part of the world. And well done to Tash yeah. and, and all the great great work she's doing in in uh, Sunraysia there. Yeah, and, and maybe the final one there that, uh, of course, these are the uh, Sport New South Wales Awards, but Cricket New South Wales was recognised as the outstanding organisation in the state in which it, it's recognised an organisation, significant contribution to the advancement of women's sport during 2020. And, yep, and you and I are both proud employees at Cricket New South Wales, and we know the great work that they, they do there, Julie Stafford and the like. It's just absolutely fantastic. Leah Poulton, um, head of female cricket. So, yeah, very good. So congratulations to all those award winners. Uh, all very deserving, as were all the nominees. And just while we're on the topic of um, 
special people, special women. Um, Robbie, you got any memories of uh, stories you can tell of influential women in your life? And, oh, and maybe maybe linking them to to cricket. Yeah, well, mum. Obviously, my mum. Um, I'm still very lucky to have her. She's she was she would play in the backyard with us. Drove us to many many junior games of cricket, and was always a wonderful supporter. So, and as is my wife. So, very very lucky. So they've probably probably seen. Um, in fact, I have. Um, I had a great uh, when my son was born. Uh, Two days later, we won a cricket grand final, so that was a very <laughs> uh, joyous occasion. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So wow I got way. to see young Andrew about seven days later, but <laughs> no, <laughs> I only joke. But no, that was a good time. I remember that very well. But yes, that's very lucky, Matty. I've had um, a lot of good women in my life. It's fantastic. I've still got them. I'm very lucky. My mother, my wife, and my daughters. So very fortunate boy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know my mum uh, had. Possibly the neatest scorebook in the Hornsby, Karingai and Hills District Junior Cricket Association. Oh, I certainly would have voted it that way. She was meticulous with her scoring and uh, kept a very, very neat book. My mum and yeah. sa- same, same kind of thing. I, I remember. I remember. Uh, we we talked about um, me getting the head selector's name wrong for. Oh uh, yeah. For, <laughs> I remember after getting selected in that team, just how happy my mum was and yeah, and yep. just how much it, it, it meant to her um, and that just just how much investment uh, mothers put in um, to their children and I see it I see it at home with with my wife Erin and our three children yep. and uh, just absolutely invaluable uh, the contribution they make to our everyday lives and uh, facilitate uh, us uh, doing the things we do and uh, having their own identity and, and doing doing lots of lots of really valuable things as well in their own yep. lives. So yeah, hats off to all the all the women out there that are making contributions in cricket and in households where cricket is played and households in general, Robbie, I think I could extend that that far and wide as well. Yeah, definitely. Particularly with the new, um, you know, with the success, the change in the junior format, it's a, it can be a bit challenging for a lot of the parents, particularly the, the mums who all of a sudden might have an iPad thrust upon them to score, but they um, they do it in their, their typical manner. They get get the job done. So, no, well done. So, yeah, good recognition, Matty. We, we, we were unable to get it done last week, but we just thought it would be very appropriate that we, um, we got on board and, and, and recognised those wonderful people. Absolutely, Robbie, and we will be back again in the next seven days. It's time for us to say goodbye now. Thanks so much for joining us, all our loyal listeners out there. There's lots of you that touch base. Please keep touching base via the social networks and via Matt's mailbag as well, 101R Bungle Gumby Road, Burrabadeen. New South Wales 2830. If you're liking what you hear, please hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast provider and leave us a, a rating and a review. Haven't had yep. any rating and reviews for a little while now, so it'd be nice to, to get a few more of those. That really helps spread the word of what we're doing on the Cricket Library Weekly, which is sharing stories that inspire a love of cricket. Uh, thank you to you, Robbie McKinlay. Good on you, Matty. 
We'll catch you again next time. This has been Matt Ellis and Robbie McKinlay for the Cricket Library Weekly. Bye for now.